Yes. So I've been like gauging whether or not I, I'm going to sound really pessimistic right now. I'm very concerned with dating in general. Just like I'm. When have you not been concerned with dating? No, but it's just like I'm, I'm just getting way worse now because now. Way that... worse than what you were before? Then, okay, you know what, Sin? People don't need to know my business. <laughs> but I'm getting, I'm getting really concerned with dating because I, now that we have the vaccine, and congratulations to you, you got the vaccine. Uh, yes, y'all, y'all, I made it the first listen, round. Let listen. me tell you, oh my goodness gracious. The first round, so just for those who are trying to get vaccinated, um, it's really not that bad. The needle is not that... I don't know if it's because my arm is muscular. Like literally when she put the the needle in, it was I didn't I felt like a very small pinch. Like you know like if you prick yourself by accident, that's what it felt like. Um however, throughout the day it was like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." Until I stopped moving my arm like just it was just chilling and bro, my arm felt like bricks. Like right now to lift it, um it's not bad. You can still feel like a little soreness. But last night I had to take some leave because I was like, yo. I mean, if, if soreness is the worst in exchange for going out comfortably, I hear you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's I'm really sorry. not. I'm that's like that's an even exchange. But my thing is right now with dating, it's just like I just don't believe people are really like gonna survive the next pandemic. Can do we un- do we understand that this after the Spanish flu was the roaring twenties? Well, wait. We are in the roaring 20s. If you think about it, this is 2021. We're back in the 20s. Exactly. But I really think like... And people... also, hello, speakeasy. Prohibition. Okay. Clink, clink. Um, yes, and it's not looking real good for faithfulness. What were you gonna say? I, I, need I to was actually it. gonna say, um, getting the vaccine makes me feel a little bit elitist though, because I'm telling you right now. And if I'm on a date, I'm gonna ask my girl, I'm gonna ask my girl, so where's your, where's your vaccine card? <laughs> bring it up, bring it, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to hear when your vaccine is not out. Let me see the card. This is this is not this. Could is you imagine though? Boy. Mercy, mercy. Could no, no. Listen though. It's could you imagine boy, people sorry. faking vaccine cards? Now you might be like, nobody's gonna fake a vaccine card, but people faked IDs. And what if we get to the point? This okay. So this is my firm belief. My firm belief is that America runs on what? Duncan. Money. Duncan. Mm. Shout out to DD who's actually doing <laughs> their $50 back. But good plug. Good plug. Go you ahead. You saw how I did that, right? You see how I did that? Yes. As they run on Duncan, as they run on DD, as they run on Sound Unit Radio, they also run on money. So what I'm thinking is they're going to have this little vaccine. It's cute. But when the president was like, oh, we're getting more vaccines by May and get that Johnson Johnson, that Johnson Johnson. I said, OK, I can see a world where they're going to start charging. And I can also see a world after they start charging where it's like, oh, you want to come to the club? Where's your vaccine card? You, and know, you know what? That's not going to, it's probable because let me tell you, 
You to get into the club, do you not need a twenty one plus ID? You know what? I really think that there's gonna be some gatekeeping with that, and I know I'm a hella conspiracy theorist. Listen, if y'all ever hack into my YouTube, you'd be like, "Oh, this chick is cooked," but it's real. It's like, yo, what if they're just like Ticketmaster and all these large venues are gonna be like, "How do we know that you haven't, you don't have COVID?" They're not gonna let you. That's in true, though. I think you gonna need confirmation. I think another thing's like they're opening the garden now. And you can go see the Bruins games and the, the Celtics games, but you have to, when you get there, they take your temperature and you can't yep. walk it with bags and you're sitting in like a pod and you have to wear a mask the whole time. And I'm just like, yo, what, is this really what we have to do from now on? Like we're really about to just wear masks all the time because everybody's not going to get vaccinated. No, I'm one of those people who's just like, yeah, y'all go get vaccinated. I'm fine. I got I... it. And I'm ready. For, I'm not ready for the second one because I heard that the second one's kind of worse. Um, but I'm literally documenting Sin's vaccine journey before I get mine. And he knows it. And we talked about it and we're OK. <laughs> I want y'all to also know that when Mercy and I record, there's going to be one time we're recording where I probably will have the second vaccine. We might have to record before I get the vaccine. <laughs> you think your, your, your brain's going to what Because I don't know. And I'm telling you, I might try to pull it and come through here, but y'all going to hear it in my voice like, ah, this is not ASMR. This is actually me really sick. And that's what it's going to sound like. What in the I am legend is going on here? But no, like, sin, I, the thing about the vaccine is just, it's not like I'm nervous about it. It's just like, there's just not a lot of research and confirmation about COVID. It's like every other week, you guys learn something new about it. And the way I am is I already have trust issues. And y'all know what the fuck word this is. Or it's a novel virus. And you but, know what you still you. Up? You don't have trust issues when you go to the grocery store and the FDA approved all of the things that you eat, even though you're a fake vegan, you still eat wow. the things that wow. you eat wow. are also wow. FDA but approved. I was the one also in 2017, check the tweets, check the Facebook statuses saying, why the fuck don't these vegetables and fruits have seeds in them? I noticed the shit. I noticed it. I pointed out. I, I want it corrected. It's just y'all who ignore me because I have a problem with uh, almost everything, but everything is a fucking problem. Where are the yeah, seeds? Have... Where are the seeds? Next time you eat a fruit, look for seeds. You won't but find any. People still eat those fruits, so that's what GMO. I'm GMO. Strange fruits hanging from the popping trees, and I'm talking about apples. I hate you so much. Billy Holiday didn't die for this. She really did. She <laughs> I'm really talking did. about apples. You know who <sighs> did die for the apples, though? Adam and Eve. Steve Jobs, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Steve. Oh, we miss you. We miss you, Steve. They're making us buy adapters for our regular plugins. Please come back. Oh, my God. Please, I'm going to get a Ouija board and tell him what they be doing down here. Okay. If you get a Ouija board, don't talk to me because I believe in that stuff. I saw the movie Ouija <laughs> one, two. I don't do it. I don't do it. Please leave me out of it. I don't want any parts of it. No, I really don't. Like, like, honestly, if we were ever to sit down in front of a Ouija board and you asked the question and it started moving, I'm like, Mercy, don't do that. That's not me. I'm running. I'm, I'm not even waiting to see what happens. When you say that's not me, I don't care if you say, oh, I was just joking. Ha ha, it was me. I don't care. I'm leaving. Because why is, would I stay to figure out what's going on? The reality is the black people really don't play about this stuff. Like we really honor. Our, I know I talk a lot about ancestral 
relationships and heritage and really like building for nation for your ancestors but to be honest when it comes down to real goals i don't care how deep i get in divination i'm never gonna be comfortable with random people walking into my home in the middle of the night okay well, I want it never gets know. normal it never gets normal the ghost of players club pass is currently on wow. BET. her if wow. you all oh well i mean by the time you hear this <laughs> you might not be able to watch it but guess who is watching it your boy sin right now ronnie is in the locker room uh, confronting diamond because ebony just had what happened to her and i'm telling you right now i can give you a play-by-play they're why running. are you watching the players club for the third week since then you know we talked about the players club for three episodes and we only have five episodes can i um a fifth episode can i give a little secret i like to be a little candid on the show go go for it i own the special edition dvd of i just um with the deleted scenes i own it i watched the players club religiously i i actually got bet plus just so i can watch the players this is really concerning i feel like on some level i feel like this is a doctor i don't need to be judged um I don't judge you. You don't need to judge me. And don't call Dr. Phil because Dr. Phil, did you hear about that bad behavior? That woman? No, okay. Doing the thing. Can we talk about this? Because I don't know what the hell is going on. So, yeah. So, apparently, Dr. Phil, after she said, Catch me outside, how about that? He sent her to a facility that apparently abused her and malnutritioned and all these other different things. And uh, now she's trying to shut the, the, the rehab down. Granted, I'm like, girl, why are you telling us this now? Exactly. But what happened when when she was... Because then last year, she had some major, like, turnover where she went back to another rehab. And then she came out. I know nothing about this girl. I just know she has an album. Oh, wow. Yeah. um, I forgot her actual name. But Bahad Behaby. No, it was her her actual name. Bahad Behaby. Okay, I'm gonna do research because you one you blocked her me name from is my side, sound baby. effects, and now oh. you lie into the people about her damn name. Did I really? I'm sorry. Let me wait. No, you can. Her name is oh, uh, her name is right. Danielle Marie Bragali, known professionally as Bad Baby. No, Bad Baby. <laughs> you know what? I'm do- you, okay. So I'm not going. I further. just gave you the. Power. I'm not going further in this because her birthday is March 26. That's strike one for me. <laughs> and then and on to insult to injury, she was born it's in Bonton Beach, Florida. I don't care if I mispronounced it because Florida is Florida. And Uncle Charlemagne always said the craziest people of all time are come from the Bronx Let me and all of Florida. Background music no, for, please or... don't. No, no. Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. This is our this is our anthem, Mercy. I want I want everyone go to bestie. know. You my motherfucking best go bestie. Ah. Ah. Twerk. Twerk. We have a 15 second limit. And I say 15 seconds, really 30, but it's 15. Because what the fuck is that? What the fuck was that, Sin? That's our anthem. I'll give you back soundboard privileges if you say that's our anthem. I, I will die on this hill. I will die. I, I, gave, I, you, die I gave you soundboard privileges. I'm Is just that our anthem now? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Well, can you give them back to me? No. 
not. Because I don't know how to take them back. Good. <laughs> so can you Damn give them it. Back? The fuck is going on here? Go beach. Go beach. Go bestie. Can we talk about the real, the reality? But okay, so now she's coming out probably months, no, a year, a couple years later after she gained viral success off of being on Dr. Phil to now air her grievances about this correction. For, what, what, what was it? Did you just say she was at a correction facility? You know it was a rehab and she was going for help because she, she kept telling little, people, catch me outside, how about that? She was she not was, at a correction facility. So isn't that assault? So wasn't that correct? What did she corrected? The only her, thing that she assaulted was a culture. Wow. Mm. Yeah. No, uh, Danielle, I really wish you the best, my little Aries. Danielle Bergali or something like that? Yeah. I wonder yeah. how her finances are. How do we think her finances are? I don't know. I remember she was blackfishing, though, so that's why I don't fuck with her. So, Danielle, good luck with everything you, uh, you do. Watch Maybe, next week. You know next what? Week, you listen, she and said, Danny Mercy like- says, Mercy, exa- you see? You see? And I was just about to say, Mercy says, good luck now. And next week when we bring the girl up, it's going to be dragging her because it's always I the opposite. She's like Danny Lay. Do I need to play her song too? I don't. Please, no. I will. I'll end the call. Yellow bonus. What he want? No, it actually wasn't. Bonus. What he left? What he left? Yeah. Wow. See, and I'm the I'm the petty one. I'm the petty one in here. You know what? There's just some mischievous things going on, and I really think that we need to talk about the culprit of this. Listen, never. I knew I messed up when I gave you sample privileges. Okay, so listeners, patrons, our dear patrons, I am spoiler alert because she's not going to say it. No, I'm not finished with the other thing. Okay, Dave, you guys are probably way along with me. What if they don't watch the show? What what do you do? It's all a spoiler. What if you don't watch, if you do not watch WandaVision, this is may not be the time you want to listen to us. Or if you do not watch WandaVision but have a lot of friends that watch WandaVision, text them right now, tell them to download Sound Radio and listen to this entire conversation in five, four, three, two. Are you texting? You're not texting, so I'm not gonna. And go. It was Agatha all along. First of all, I thought her name was Agnes. I'm so confused. I'm yeah, so, so okay. her name was Agnes because that was the alias. The woman is really Agatha. She's Agatha from the um from the so in the original comic books, Agatha is the one that actually gave the Scarlet Witch her powers and trained her through the powers. So they switch it up a little bit in the show. Um, yeah. but that's where oh, I, yeah. that's where she got it from. I mean, a lot of it, I, you didn't watch the whole episode, so I don't it was Agatha all along. You were sitting here soaking down. Okay, I don't really think some shit is going on right now. I just want y'all to know that that actually wasn't our soundboard. That was, was just not. the atmosphere. It was and not. And that was wild because I was literally about to talk about the fight in the middle of the street of the show and where all the trucks were. Oh, Wow. Oh my god. I need some sage and then some Palo Santo. 
Listen, I, I don't know what's going on out here. Is she, is she from Salem? You better not play. She's down the Salem, Massachusetts. You're <laughs> right. Well, Salem. you need to finish the episode because actually the episode was really heartwarming. Um, there were a couple of things I was a little confused about. There was, there was. <laughs> I'm sorry for the for the people outside. I live um, near a lot of people who like to pretend like it's uh, the Fast and the Furious. So right now we're just getting a very yeah. actualized depiction of what it's going to be like in summer 2021 once we can go back outside. Um, yes. Yeah, once we go back, actually, when you tune into the show, it might be a new sound clip every week. It might be, you know, the revving you hear this week. Maybe next week you'll hear some bachata y merengue. Maybe you'll hear some pasada. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear one time, actually, fun story, fun fact, side note. There was a girl yelling at her man named Mookie. Mookie was her man. And Mookie apparently had another woman in the house. And she came to said house to beat Mookie's ass. Because, because, wait for it. Because you don't fucking listen, Mookie. If you listen to me, I wouldn't have to repeat myself like a fucking radio, all right? The girl was eating her McDonald's. Couldn't make it up. Couldn't make it up if I wanted to. What was I doing? I was sleeping at one o'clock, y'all. What were they doing? Screaming about a McDouble and a side of fries. She better not be, and I quote, she better not be eating my McDouble or I'm gonna beat that ass. And I said, wow, this is what we have come to. And then the pandemic hit. So I think that it was not a coincidence because we haven't seen Mookie or the McDouble since. But just tune in for that. Anywho, back to WandaVision now that they're... um, Like, what are they... Anywho, <laughs> made me lose my train of thought. Finish the episode because there's a lot of it that you need to see. Yeah, guys, we will We will definitely do it. We're going to do Coming to America and the end of I still have to watch it next week. So definitely tune in for that. But when this episode actually premieres, it will be... Uh, the anniversary of quarantine sin. Can you believe it? It's Can just not like, talk about that. I actually. It's just the, the reason why I have I'm a lot of mixed feelings up. about March. Not even just because of quarantine. A lot of things happened because ba- because Danielle Bergali was born in, on March twenty sixth and almost ruined my. A star was born sacred. in March. Um, you know, the devil was born in March. Excuse me. Wait, that wasn't in the Bible. I don't so, remember that. Verse. I'm just saying. You know, figure out which one's which. I don't um I, I, I rekindled can y'all some old flames in March. Can y'all let me know when the devil that I shouldn't have um a lot happened in March that I I just it was it was it was a bad month. Not even the honestly, honestly, last year March at the time felt really good. And now a year later, worst. The worst. Yeah, we really thought we were gonna get like a little breather, and it was like, oh, okay, everything's gonna shut down for a couple of weeks. This is inconvenient, but we'll be fine. We'll be back to it by summer. Didn't the hornets come out in April? I hate you so much for remembering about those goddamn murder hornets. The hornets weren't real. It was Agatha all along. Sin, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because. Lady. Like I said at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast, after the Spanish flu, which is most, I guess, the most accurate reflection of what we can compare coronavirus a pandemic to. 
the Pangea. Um, if I was Spain, I'd be pissed. Y'all keep calling that the Spanish flu. But it was called the Spanish flu. What you want me to do? The president called, you know, I'm not okay, gonna, okay, I'm okay, not gonna, okay. I'm not gonna bring ooh, him up. Ooh, ooh. I'm not gonna bring it up. You bring, know, it we down. Peeled. <laughs> bring it down. We peeled. Bring it down. That orange orangutan of a man used to call it a derogatory <laughs> statement, and now Asian Americans <laughs> are being harmed. I shouldn't laugh, but that's the crazy. Cheeto in charge wants to run his raggedy mouth. But oh, anyways, no, again, no, no, yo, 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 Ronnie's at the private party now, um, and she's about to go over to Diamond because Diamond's really drunk. We're really gonna do play by play so the play is just 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 periodically. So so after the Spanish flu, like I said, it was a roaring 20s. So I want to ask you, Sin, do you believe when this is all said and done that people's relationships, friendships, livelihoods are going to last? With the way people I really think it's about to be freak Nick out in these streets. Honestly, I feel like the pandemic showed a lot of true colors, honestly. So I feel like because of what happened with the pandemic, you saw a lot of people for who they really were. A lot of people had to see themselves for who they really were because Ooh. we've never had to be stuck with ourselves for so long. It's one thing to be like, gosh, man, I really don't like myself right now. But you know what? I'm going to get fucked up. I'm going to go to the club. I'm going to call up my peoples and we're going to turn out. Oh, shit. What? I'm going to talk to this girl and then this girl and then this girl and then this girl. And it's okay. Cause I'm gonna go home and be drunk and then do it the next week. You couldn't do all that in the pen. I mean, you could, but who's doing all that over zoom. That's too much. So I feel like now I, I feel it's a double, double edged sword because it's, it's not only going to be like, we're going to now see what the friendships look like because it's going to be, Oh my God, I missed you so much. I haven't seen you so long, but because you haven't had to be around certain people for certain time calibers of time, you're really going to see if you really still like those people because it's going to be like, damn, I really hung out with you every day. Mm, I'm not too sure. And then on top of that, it's also going to be equally as awkward for some because some people are very much in the mode of pandemic, don't touch me. Pandemic, you're too close. Pandemic, six feet. So even when you're like around certain people, you're just going to be like, mm. like now, even when I leave the house, it's a, it's a, it's not even like a precaution. It is just in nature when I step into my car to put hand sanitizer on. That's it. So so it, there's just so much that we've become accustomed to because of the pandemic that I'm just very curious. I do agree with you. I think it's about to be Freak Nick 2021, but it's going to be Freak Nick 2021 in a very different light because it's going to be like Freak Nick, but I don't want to touch you, Freak Nick. Freak Nick, like, I want to be out here with you, but now I want to be out here with you. Or, or... I'm just going to touch everything and anything. It's going to be two extremes. There's not going to be anything that's median. How how would it be uh, a freak nick? Well, I don't want to touch. So it's going to be what? Oh, I'd be wearing a face shield when I'm out with people. Sin. A face shield. Sin. Not a mask. Sin. A shield. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Shit. Here's my thing is I really think that people are not going to care. Like my whole thing about they don't care now. This exactly. So when people are able to get vaccinated or you're able to actually be in a venue with more than a hundred people again, 
I really think it's hunting season in these streets. Yeah, but they're always going to, even though it's hunting season, you got to think, they're still going to be side-eyeing things, though. Like, you're you're not just going to sit down. Because of the trauma that we've been through for a year, it is it is in our nature now to to look at things twice, right? So even when you go to like a concession stand, mm-hmm. you're gonna think, oh, I may not touch the first fork because I don't know who touched these forks. Whereas before, you just pick up the fork the night, the shit drop on the floor, dust it off, five second rule, and keep it moving. Oh, well, not no. you. Uh... <laughs> you have always been a germaphobe. Mercy was the type of person who would go onto a plane and spray the chairs and Lysol them before this even happened. But... <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, I guess I was. I was. So it's, but that's why she's saying that. I'm, I feel like for her, this is she's not new to this. She's true to this. So living life in a pandemic, it's just her living life. But people who actually just like, like, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience, but like, I always think, knock on wood, I haven't had a cold since last year. Well, since 2019. Because, because every time I do something, I either have a mask on or I'm washing my hands or I'm staying away from people. But it's not like I'm necessarily pandemic crazy. I'm just very cautious now about like, wow, people are really nasty. People are really uh, nasty. Uh, Hello. Hello, are you welcome to my life? Welcome to the club. Yeah, but I just just thought you were crazy. They actually really are. Okay, you know what? I'm glad that once again I've been proven correct when I was ridiculed for being crazy. And I really do hope once again that y'all go into your pantry and check how many of your fruits and vegetables have seeds. Thank you for listening. Going back to WandaVision, if you had to choose one old school sitcom for you to be a part of or for you to recreate in your reality, what universe or what sitcom universe would you have chosen? That's a really hard one because there are so How? many. Exactly. So what would you Which choose? One? Which one? Honestly, it might surprise some people, including yourself, but I dead ass would want to do the Adams family. I want a Gomez so bad with Drake Aubrey Graham. Is the Adams family a sitcom? Yeah. You it's know a that? situation comedy? It's yes. When did we laugh? I laughed all the time. It was You're funny. morbid. It, precisely. Her name was Mortich. She cut the rose. You didn't laugh when she cut the rose. She grew the rose. She if it's it's a irony. It's the irony of the sitcom. It was either that or Bewitched. And and Bewitched is kind of morbid too. It's like Sam is baking the funk and her man. Why? Okay, is so would you be a part of shit. Sabrina the Teenage Witch too? No, Sabrina was a little bit too like I don't really like Harvey, you know. I was all mm, I'd rather be doing sitcom. I'm thinking things like a different world, Cosby show, Fresh Prince, and you out here talking about but charmed based off of okay. First of all, you and the charm sisters. There's one thing Mercy will not stand if you come in for my girls, okay? I am the sun, I am the air. Um What's it called? Would I be in? Uh, no, not living single. Living single. Bruh, I really want to be William Dent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Girlfriends is that show. I would have been in Girlfriends. I don't care what nobody said. Come at me. I love did that William show. Did get any pussy thrown at him? Who? I don't think he did. William? Yeah. William? Not William? Not the cop. Not the cop. I mean, of Joan Yvonne, or... Joan, Lynn. Did Lynn he William really get sex buddies. Yes, they were just sex partners. There was, um, what's her name? The cra- Monica. What are you talking about, bro? William God pussy. What are you talking oh, wow. about? Wait, no, because I really did not. Okay, so you know I could not stand Joan after watch rewatching it in my adulthood. But let me tell you, I rewatched the whole thing once a year. I was like, yo, I hope William gets some pussy thrown at him the way he just like gets all that shit. Because Yvonne was kind of crazy, but that was still pussy. It's crazy pussy. It's still pussy. I don't know. She gave me like you know. I'm sorry. And then he got married like three times. Well, twice. Yeah, no, no. Because he got he was getting married to Yvonne. He got married to Lynn. And he was getting married to Monica. So what are you talking about? William. The thing about William is that he stayed consistently with the woman that he was with. I am William Dent. Mm. I embody William. Don't play me. I embody William Dent. I'm around all the girls. I chill, I mind my business, I pull them, I keep them, and then, you know, keep it moving. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God, stop fucking lying. I mean, yeah. Why you want to hate? (laughs) Why you always hating? Mm, Oh my God. Stop fucking hating. Man, I, I really am rooting for you. Um, but you're yeah, a I hater. Can't, I can't wait. I would be that. in girlfriends. Um, I'd be in girlfriends and I would be at Maya's house with um Jumanji and, and it's Jab- wow. wow. <laughs> I would, I would be, we ain't ever gonna get that I boy's name right with yeah. Tony Child. I'm so sorry, Jefferson. Tony Child's reason. deserve that. Realty. That's crazy. I would not be at Jones House because she's annoying. That's crazy. I really love Tracy Ellis Ross, but I watched all of her friends and I get so annoyed Joan. with Joan. I hate I Joan. really do, but Tony that's my show. a messy, insecure. You know, mm, sorry. I love you, Tracy Ellis Ross. I really do. I love your whole family. Yeah, Bo nah. is a better character than Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Maya. Oh, you know, what I you know, what I started watching when Maya was cheating on her finance man. You know what? Yeah, that's what fucked me up. That's when I was like, I'm turning this shit off because everybody pissed me off. I, I I don't know how you get mad at girlfriends. It was a great show. I really know because Maya should have kept her pussy to her fucking self, and that boy, that guy wasn't even cute. The fuck? Yeah. Mm. Are you talking about um the bald head dude? I don't know the one she was shitting on her man with. Oh, it don't oh, matter. Yeah. It don't matter. Okay, wait. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk. About, let let's let's speak on that. I'm glad we brought that up. Let's speak on that. Her so so now now let's look at this. Maya yes. cheated on her quote unquote fine ass husband with this other man that wasn't it right? Do we oh, yeah. think that Maya's cheating? was worse or less than just another man cheating how do we look at maya's cheating why are you bringing this to the how do we look at maya's cheating mercy come on uh, so maya wasn't physically fucking him was he no she was like she was him. no she had sex with him she had sex <laughs> with him. your tone just dirty changed. nasty sex they they wow. fucked so what so what is it now she she not only cheated on her husband, she cheated on a good man. That's what she, a yeah, good man that his did name, nothing, nothing to deserve the cheating. 
press play. I hate you. What do we have to say about Maya? I think that Maya was very irresponsible with mm-hmm. the way that she was carrying herself and devaluing. So she wasn't ancient. Relationship. She wasn't ancient. I think. Why can we not describe her as that ancient? Maya had some emotional insecurity. Oh, 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 oh. So now we're gonna get all articulate because it's Maya. Instead I of Mario, if it was Mario, you wouldn't have said all of that. Many of Doctor Phil episodes, okay. and oh. Doctor Phil has said, "Okay, that. I see." Mm-hmm. Game <laughs> recognized, game. You looking real familiar? Game <laughs> recognized, game. You looking real familiar? All of a sudden, now all of a sudden, she got emotional. What, what was so emotional about it? Her man was cheating her, of uh, treating her right. Her man was doing the thing that he was supposed to do as a man, raising his child at home, bringing money home, bringing food, getting a new job. Actually, then, honestly, putting his dreams of, of opening race cars on the side because Maya wanted to follow her dreams. And what she got repaid for was that she donated that pussy to some other man. And now we are giving her some sort of <laughs> grace. But she ain't shit. She don't, okay. get, she don't get the ain't shit. From I what? want you to say Maya ain't shit. I want you to say it. Because if Maya was Mario, you would have said Mario ain't shit. He ain't shit. He shouldn't have been cheating on a good woman. Oh my God, these good women out here. That's why these women are just so jaded. Hey. I want you to say Maya ain't shit. Let, before we move on, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> I, I, will, I will bring this back to <clears throat> the cul- <throat> I will bring this back to the culprit at hand, you know, because so this now, is not WandaVision. Is Maya shit or not shit? I want to know. The this, viewers, so the listeners, I everyone. Will, I will okay, so I will give blame to Maya. It's Maya. You know, we really gotta Maya. stop. We gotta stop Agatha at all costs. For real, for real. She just you like how to spell Agatha. That's how I spell Agatha. Okay, yes, and Matt, like Maya was an ancient woman for Thank doing you. that shit because all she wanted was nice things, and her husband couldn't afford it, so she thought she could just throw some pussy at this guy, and he was just going to get her whatever she wanted and still keep Darnell. And he blackmailed the shit out of her just like he should have. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to show you ain't shit is not a gender it is gender neutral can we get back to the topic at hand please we'll be here <laughs> to educate our patrons and, and nice audience they're not here to hear some foolishness oh i think they just got educated <laughs> a woman actually admitted that another God. woman ain't shit. that was education fact 101 and they are writing the notes because they're probably going to be all in your DM saying, Mercy, why would you d- d- deny us and forsaken us in this way? But you know what? Y'all need to leave Mercy alone because she's a good woman no. who told the truth. No, no. You know who y'all need to leave the fuck alone? These ancient men. Who- <laughs> I knew it was coming. You're just a hater. You're just a hater. Uh... This show had no... Okay. 
There was one ancient man. Actually, no. There was a couple no. ancient brothers. Wait, I was going to no, say that a couple there was an ancient man. But you know who else wasn't shit? Tony Childs. Because she slept with her best friend's oh. man. <laughs> another one. Another you one. You know what? Cancel girlfriends. If and we then, don't cancel everything no, on the side, no, cancel girlfriends. Take it off of Netflix. To Tony and say, Tony, I started the petition. I forgive you. We no. could be friends again. And you she was what? like, oops. Because she slept with Joan's man. That's two for two. And William didn't do nothing. And 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 what's his name? Jabari Jabuji didn't do nothing. And and the and Darnell didn't do nothing. None of them. None of them. None of them. Because guess what? Ellis didn't owe nobody the damn thing. And then whatever the other man's name was, he didn't owe nobody nothing either. But Tony slept oh. with Jones, man. She slept with Jones, man. Another ancient. Okay, now we can go on. Go ahead. You know what, Kelsey Grandma? Um, Kelsey Grandma need, knew he was doing. I will doing. need you to report to my office. He is the white Steve Harvey. On <laughs> Friday, March twelfth. Kelsey Grandma says, "There, I will provide." Think the like snacks. a man, act like a lady. That's what, um, that's what Kelsey Grandma said. I will provide the snacks because what Sex in the City did not do is this bullshit. Okay? okay, all right, moving forward. Um, let's do it. Sin, all lightheartedness aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have faced one of the most intimidating moments of our financial careers oh with God. with all that has happened in 2020. We were all in the midst of shit. Am I going to keep my job? Is something going to happen to my job? And half of us was also playing with stocks left and right and made a killing this year. It was up. It was up. Some was stuck. And others. And some of it fell down. Like and I'm falling down. You don't have to sing it, you know. You can you you have a soundboard, right? You know what? You're not gonna hang on me tonight because you almost bought me from my blessings to the general public. Why? Because my Tony. But and continue. I'll stop. I wanted to find out from you, and I will share with myself as well how you feel about your financial security given all the damage and reality that 2020 has bestowed upon us and the way we analyze our financial futures. I'm not going to lie to you. The only thing good about um, 2020 for me was my financial stability, because as you know, Mercy, this guy right here never sat down, never, never was home, never cooked. I could cook but I would choose to go out to eat because there was nowhere to go and nowhere to spend money. All I did was pay debt and save. Now, the only thing that really screwed me over was trying to get that house and not being able to get the house because then, you know, uncle Sam, AKA uncle Tom came around to get my money and had to tax me on something that I didn't have control over because of a little bug that was, you know, just running around the place. Um, And that was the only little pitfall, but you know, my God is an awesome God and he, what he reigns, he, what he reigns. Amen. And I found a deity, an angel, a godsend, if that much call my tax <laughs> preparer, the man that did my taxes, not only did it right, he got my money tight. Okay. So even though I had that little snafu, 
it actually wasn't a bad year for finances for me. I, I actually didn't do as much of the whole stocks thing because for me, stocks are a gamble and I will go to the casino and play $20 and be done for the night. So I wasn't really trying to, to, to do the whole gamble gamble. Mm-hmm. But I do think even seeing, I, w- I was lucky. I will say that because I saw a lot of people who were like, that stimulus check was, was was they need like that was the thing and i'm not saying that in a bad way i think that 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 w- that just showed me how in america we even before the pandemic we just looked at money in a very um nonchalant way or, or maybe i did mm-hmm. you know i think i think because i've always been fortunate enough not to be rich but to have money that i never really looked at it as like the luxury oh, that it is you know yeah and i think that because we were in the pandemic it was just like people make jokes but i i respect so much all the people who have hustles right now like all the people who started businesses all the people who were were really doing their thing and that was because one they had time but two it's like i need to make money that i know is going to be lucrative and is going to to last me right because i had a job and uncle tom laid me off you know they taxed me and then they said, well, we can't do anything with you anymore. So if I have my own business, who who going to check me, boo? Who, who, who going to let me off? Period. So I think that that was one big thing. I think it was twofold because I do feel I, I genuinely feel bad. And I actually really like that. The one thing out of the whole pandemic was that for the most part, anybody who was receiving unemployment was able to receive like continuous checks. It wasn't a lot. Right. right. But I think that even them getting that that they needed that i was talking to somebody about that the other day i was like yeah some people who didn't need it got it but the people who did need it like they needed it like you just imagine waking up and having no control over this whole virus and losing your job and having three kids and a wife or a husband and now it's like yo what am i supposed to do how am i supposed to get work people are not hiring everything's a hiring freeze how do i make this work so i think that that was a really hard part but for the most part i also don't like the way that America handled our money. Like, I'm not saying that they had to give us two thousand dollars. money. <laughs> yes, it's ours. I pay taxes. Our money. It yeah. is their money. No, it's uh, mine because <laughs> I gave them. Th- when you really think of gross over net, no, it's ours because if I didn't give you the gross, the portion of my gross check, then then take the net that I have. I would have more money in my pocket. The only reason you, America, have money is because I have money. So guess what? America really does run on sin, not so much anybody else. Thank you very much. Because if I didn't work, that's why y'all give me like little stimmy checks. Because if you didn't give out these little stimmy checks, then guess what? We wouldn't be going to the store and buying stuff. You need me, America. America, y'all know for me. You need me. So, yes, our money. And they didn't give us anything but nickels and dimes. You see countries out here getting $2,000 a month, $4,000 a week. And yeah, okay, we don't pay taxes. But they're, look at them. Look at New Zealand. They are out and about without masks. And the land of the free and home of the brave and whatever they say, whatever Jennifer Lopez sang about that one day when she was saying, uh-uh. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Because there's just so many barriers that show us that we are not free and that we are not brave. We're actually, you know, captive and broke. I don't, I, I just, I, I can't fathom. I can't, I can't fathom. I really think you do have a point. It's just like, 
as an American, we really have to start analyzing how much this country uses and abuses its power. Because I see Us. these budgets going out. And I think now, because I handle, I, I manage finances in my own personal career, and I know how to budget now and do projections, I would be looking at America like, what the fuck are y'all really doing out here? Mm-hmm. Because where are you putting billions and billions and trillions, in some, in some cases, trillions of dollars, into defending our country when I'm like, but what is the real threat when your civilians are struggling? Mm. Because what it, is it anarchy? Whatever word it is. That's a TV show. And I hate you so much. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it, if if Americans were to revolt against its own government system to the way they have, and they did. I don't know if you guys were around for January 6th. You know, I don't know if you guys were around for the the Capitol. The, the 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 capital um the attack on the capital as you guys what is that what is that it? um what is that thing that they do in Spain when all of the oh the running of the bulls the running of the bulls so the but running of is, the whites this is the running of the bullshit you know like mm. I just didn't understand anything about what was going on we we're upset because somebody lost the election but the but same does that, man who does lost that really let the me election think about it the mercy into the white house a couple years think ago against a woman who already ran the country who was qualified but think about it mercy where do we live america right who we live in the ghetto, founded though. america native americans not the original ones but thank you after mm-hmm. that who quote unquote founded them Christopher Columbus. No, 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 no. After he came and took over from the Native Americans who who had this land. And when Native Americans complain about what actually is theirs, what happens? They're told to shut up. They're told, why are you upset? They're told, sit back. Right? That's what America's built on. That is what it's built on. When we lose, we just take what we want. We don't sit there and say, you know what? This is yours. You can have it. No, we're going to take what we want because we shouldn't be losing. Native Americans, we shouldn't be losing. What? Do, why are you mad? Because I came and took your country? No, 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 no. You're not going to shoot anything at me. You're not going to attack me because I lost. I'm going to take what I want. And that's what they did on the 6th. They went to the Capitol because guess what? They said that, that, like I just said, that was their tax dollars. And they went over and took over the Capitol and they sat in Nancy Pelosi's seat. And then the FBI even was like, hey, y'all, um, do y'all know who broke into the Capitol last week? Because I'm not too sure, you know. But as a black man, all of a sudden I walk out of a grocery store and it's like, you fit the mold. How do I fit the mold? <laughs> You don't even know me. But these people are on camera saying, America, America, and you don't know where to find them, FBI? All right. Well, once again, America the Great. Uh, uh, honestly, Sen, I just, you're right. We're looking at that American history. But what I want to say is that I really think with America treating its civilians the way that it has, it doesn't make any fucking sense why we deal with this bullshit. Because entirely, how are you going to tell me that I don't deserve an X amount of dollars when you guys knew about this virus and didn't properly prepare? Not only that, 
Mm-hmm. But half black man how, who was in office before the orange man, full mm-hmm. orange man, came in and said, "Hey, here's a packet for I don't know, you know, it's already, you know, it's sometimes it rains, sometimes it snows, sometimes the wind blows. So, so here you go. Here's a pamphlet on what to do in case there's a national um, biomedical emergency. You know, just like yeah." And then he's a board. He's a board of people. Proactivity. Proactivity. He's a board of people who know what the fuck they're talking about and don't get their scientific information and facts from Twitter and Facebook. And here's the best of the best to lead you through. I don't know. In case, like, if someone starts coughing and sneezing and wheezing and, you know, all of a sudden the whole earth shuts down. You never know. You never know. You never know. I'm just saying. I so for me, it's like the finance, like my issue right now with finances, and I think my insecurity comes from the fact that us and I'm sorry, Crown Royal has a commercial. This is why black people never get nowhere because we <laughs> distracted by Crown I'm sorry. Royal. I was so listening, but I looked up and saw way. that Crown Royal has it. They can afford a commercial that, I, in a Pangea. You know what? You know How did Crown Royal Apple afford a commercial on the page? First of all, you're watching the Players Club, so they know their audience. You're right. You know what? And I'm about as to look well, up right now. We need sponsors. So, Crown Royal, your message can go here. Crown Royal, let it rain. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So, my financial insecurities come from the fact that now I'm always worried about a rainy day or global destruction or white people doing white people shit and bringing us all down with them so um what i need from everyone is to really analyze your financial security like do you have a rainy day fund do you save do you have life insurance do you have financial safety net under you what is your financial safety net i know a lot of people harp on stocks and what happened with gamestop and what happened with um amc and they look at that as like this was just some reddit boys going rogue and teaching wall street that they can't mess with the people but in reality that was that was a huge ton of events for people to really analyze especially in the financial sector of the world because they could easily start a revolution what people don't talk about with the amc gamestop controversy is that the stock market could have crashed that day and if the stock market crashes, what does that mean for everybody else? That everybody's broke. So this is why I'm like, I've been getting into Bitcoin. I've been getting into more cryptocurrency and just really trying to learn and understand it. Unfortunately, I was one of the people like, this is some white boy bullshit. Um, I don't mean to say it like that, but this is some like... Uh, like like crazy. I'm not talking about the $10 begging the stallions and everybody three months ago i'm talking about bitcoin and uh, nfts dogecoin and all these cryptocurrencies and what they mean and becoming more getting more literacy when it comes to what is this new digital currency and why is it about to blow up so interesting enough while i was getting to nft because you know we are digital creators we create online content we create i just want you to see how much megan gave me the little ten dollars do you see that 
let, let, let the listeners know how much that we'll says. Bake, read we'll it bake. off. Read <laughs> it off. Read it. It's not $10. Read it. Sin has, hold on, can I see the whole screen so I can read the entire thing? So Sin has 0.004108.33, is that a point? Mm-hmm. Of Bitcoin. Anyways, mm-hmm. regardless, the dollar amount of Sin's Bitcoin is 200 and some change dollars. Thank you. $10. Do you, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say to that is, all right, so I'm so happy for you, Sin, yes. Yeah, y'all actually should get into this crypto, because I did, I got in by accident, and I'm not going nowhere. Sin put his cash app on the world to see, even though his cousin in tech has told him a thousand times, when your cash app gets hacked, do not call me. So going back to my point about NFTs, do you know what NFT is, Sin? Niggas fucking tricks. Wow. So Jack Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might get there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're gonna get there. So Jack Dorsey has announced that he is offering to sell the first tweet, which is published on the greatest day of all time, March 21st, in 2006, where he tweeted just setting up my Twitter account. So Twitter and I, and Four Seasons, one of the three greatest, most powerful, world-renowned brands known to man, are all started on March 21st. You said two brands. What's the third one? So you said Jack. You said Four Twitter, Seasons. Four oh, tw- seasons oh, and Twitter, Four Seasons. Twitter, Four Seasons, and Jack. Okay, go. Keep going. No. Twitter, Four Seasons, and Mercy were all started on March 21st. So- Twitter, Four Seasons, and thank you. <sighs> okay. So cryptocurrency. <laughs> Educate us. NFT. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> so as you know, Jack Dorsey is one of the C- well, one of the founders, and he is the CEO of Twitter. So right now, he is bidding his first tweet to the NFT market. So the NFT... Oh market is more of it's a digital token or currency that kind of in the best way that i can explain it with my understanding and we are all growing with this so what i say on the podcast today might be laughable when i explain it next year but nft is basically putting a value or a digital certificate of authenticity on the original tweet of twitter right Right now, he's auctioning off his bid, and the bid has gone up to $2.5 million. $2.5 million for a tweet. A tweet. So as average consumers and avid users of social media, how do you perceive Jack Dorsey bidding off a simple tweet? Even though the tweet is historic, this is... The mark of something to launch that forever changed the world. Regardless, I think it's good though, honestly. Regardless of what we say, social media is now a turn of our century. For you, as a user, do you think that this is good for the economy? Is this good for creators? Is this good for online personalities, influencers, quote unquote, that we kind of like mock as our real job? Or do you feel like this is going to become a shit show? To be honest, when I think about even when I that's why I was like billion, I 
I read a post one time that was like, oh, one million dollars is the equivalent. If, if one million dollars was the equivalent of 25 seconds, one billion dollars is the equivalent of like 32 days. And I was like, the fact that there are billionaires and we're just throwing billions of dollars. Yes, I understand history, NFT. Yes, I do know Bitcoin. All these things are very much like up and coming. I understand all that. But the fact that we're just throwing all this money around and people are scrounging for food, homeless, looking for money to, to support their fit. Like, I just feel like it's, 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 it's a joke because it's like, if you have this money to go and pay for a historic tweet to say, I have this historic tweet. I have ownership of this historic tweet. Well, okay, what else? Like Jay-Z literally just sold por- portion of his title. He's so building like, a brand. He's building um like so what do you what is this tweet gonna give you? So he sold so we're gonna get into Jay-Z's tie to Jack shortly because we remember him blue and Beyonce were all in the yacht and now we see why. So what they've been, they've the been making money, bro. The the they've interesting thing about NFTs is that NFT is mostly like a blockchain effect, right? So imagine so say I create a circle. I'm the creator of a circle, right? Uh-huh. You come in, Our fr- three of our friends come in, maybe Becca comes in, Becca bids $50 to own the digital certificate for the circle. Because she's like, oh, everybody's going to need a fucking circle. <laughs> Not Teresa, give me the fucking circle. Give me 50. I'm going to pay you $50 and I'm going to market the fuck out this shit because I know everybody's going to need a circle. You come in like, oh, T's just my friend. Like... She's my cousin. So yeah, let me put $20 down on this. And then from your bids, somebody comes in and is like, no, I want $500. Cause why the hell Becca is, is auction is bidding $50 for, for mercy circle. And sin is bidding $20 for mercy circle. So this circle has some type of value. So I need this circle. I need that's, this. That's how cloud comes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's as simple as somebody tweeting something. Mm-hmm. That is retweetable, and mm-hmm. one person sees it and is like, "Oh, that's funny," and then it becomes viral. That's how that ha- like that 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 exactly. literally is going viral. But the, the, yeah. it doesn't make that tweet have any more value than another viral tweet. It's just like I could tweet something today that goes viral. I tweeted something during the the Ashanti and Keisha Cole thing that went viral, and, I, and I'm still here working a very much middle class job living a middle class life so that's what i'm saying i'm like we put so much weight on on certain things and then not the equivalent amount of weight on things that are even more important so i even look at it like yo i mean yeah yeah you got a billion to toss off to that that's cool but you look dumb you don't look dumb because that's what's in right now but for example mm-hmm. in 2000 if i was wearing jabos i didn't look dumb in 2021, I'm wearing Jabos. I look dumb. <laughs> like, I look dumb. I look dumb. And th- now, they're the same exact Jabos. So, clearly, it's not the, the content. It's the times. Because, like you said, you said, what you're saying right now may sound ridiculous in 20 years or X amount of years. And that, that's it right there. If we, if we were talking right now about how we were going to be selling burn cds that we burned from our computer at the barbershop tomorrow people look like we're stupid we had done that 15 years ago money makers 
So I'm looking at this as like, what is really, what are we really putting our dime on? What are we really saying like is important to us? What are we really saying like, oh, this is it? So I I hear you. And the interesting thing that it was brought up about NFTs is the issue lies in bootlegging. So when Lime we talk, coming back now, when we talk about, but listen, sin, as creators now, we have small podcasts, we have small artists, we have like, and I'm not talking like artists as in mixtape and rappers and musicians. I'm talking about small painters, digital creators, people who create like memes, people who create viral content that goes everywhere. But then you look back at it and it's like, yo, they're broke. Think about those kids on the subway train that everybody posted. Yep. Those kids banging on the um paint cans and they had like such an ill flow. And I think they did um call me on my cell phone. But it was like I said, it was it was mom- momentary. Yes, but the thing about it is like, how many times did you see those kids for months, but you couldn't get away from it and all these viral internet sensations, but they don't get a dime or see any like type of money unless they, but they're going Ellen, they're going these shows trying to like re, they're basically playing catch up to them going viral and try to create a profit off of their likeness, but it's already too late. So as creators now, do you still feel the same way? If you put a viral tweet out into the matrix and people and you put it in the on on the, the um auction block for NFTs and Jack may come by and be like, "Oh no, census I'm like, that's golden. That that line right there is golden." So, I'm going to I'm going to start the bid off with a million dollars and own that. And even though, like, you sold your tweet to Jack, it's still in your ownership. So even if Jack, a couple years now, wants to sell your tweet again, and he sells that for $250 billion, you still see that money. And I see that. But I think that the bigger thing for me, anyways, is that the only reason that that tweet is important is because Jack originally bought it for a million, not because the content of that tweet was actually important. Well, he didn't, he didn't buy it for a million. He just tweeted out on the first day Twitter was created. But still, that's what I'm saying. So like, just because that is a situation, because mm-hmm. there are other things that are much more important, much more content. Like, I mean, I'm not just saying this because this is ours, but our content is way hotter than that tweet. And it's not selling for a million. It's way hotter than that tweet. So it's but we, but now we have a type of currency where we can go to the marketplace to say, "Listen, poor is sin and mercy's baby. Like that is that belongs to them. Now we have ownership rights to it. So no matter where you go and take this, the ownership and the credits are always going to be to sin and mercy. So there's never any stipulations. Let's think about it this way, right? I'm big on art." I'm not writing Jay-Z's dick. I actually like art. Basquiat died and didn't see nearly half of the money. He was wealthy. Don't get me wrong. He eventually started to gain wealth off of selling his paintings. But the amount of money that Basquiat paintings go for today. I love Basquiat. He didn't see that money, though. And it bothers me in my spirit to this day. And I'd rather Jay-Z go and buy it because he wearing the same fucking hairstyle, might as well. But anyways, that's that. I digress. But the point is, it's just like, as brilliant of a soul that he was, because I truly believe, especially in 
in artwork and paintings and any modality of art, you are buying a piece of somebody's soul, right? So you don't get to see that type of money, but somebody else does, and they're usually Caucasian or they're usually of another race. The money doesn't go but to you. It doesn't go to. Oh your yeah, because they they, they 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 have the power. And it's food. the same thing as the record industry. We have all these artists up in arms over three sixty deals or one eighty deal, whatever the fuck it is, and because they're not making any money off of their art. We saw Prince write "Slave" on his face. We saw Michael Jackson have to buy the Beatles catalog to repurchase his own catalog because that's how pissed off he was. So as creators. And as workers and as producers, do we feel like we are in a space where we are truly calling the shots? Given like, and that is mm. echoing off of the GameStop AMC debate, off of NFT and and Jack Dorsey being one of the already wealthiest people in the industry, making more money off of this, off of Amazon putting on small businesses, but also in a way owning them. Because they- I think that a bigger thing is like an. Enough, not enough creators are believing in their content enough to carry it to that point because then they'll see the dollar sign and be like, Oh, somebody sees what they're gonna pay me a billion dollars. If somebody came up to us right now, I was like, We're gonna pay you a billion dollars for the rights to pour. We probably be like, Yo, what a billion dollars? Yeah, but if I'm like, Who's, Yo, who's we? Well, I, I am an A plus student in the Joe Budden Academy, but you see, <laughs> so I'm like, I believe that I don't want your billion dollars, we're gonna be, be- bigger and better than that. If you give me a billion, what did Masterpiece say on Solange's album? If they give me a billion, I'm worth way more. And that's facts. Mercy, I, I've I've been a little distracted because the and we have to post this on the Instagram. Okay. There's been a picture that's been going around that has become a viral meme. And my phone keeps blowing up. No, you're saying, ah, but I'm going to show it to you. Okay. And it's, it's there's a quote. And ev- you're going to die. Like, everyone keeps saying it's me. <laughs> so my phone is going off. I can't wait till y'all see this. Please go on the Instagram. My phone is going off. And everybody was like, yo, I thought this was sin. I was convinced this is sin. Somebody said, did sin get a medal? What did sin get a medal for? Why did he cut a heart like Drake in his head? Everybody's like, you have a twin. It's on Twitter. You see, this is this is the things we were just talking about. This is on Twitter. On Twitter. My cousin, my own flesh and blood. I texted my cousin and said, I'm sick and tired of people texting me this. They're like, who made that? I was like, I don't know, but it's not me. She was like, I know, but who put your face on that picture? It's not me. I need to sue. No, that man looks not only like this. I think we're going to do a side by side. And I'm going to see if I can like Photoshop the little little certified lover boy heart into Into my head. You know what nobody's talking about with Drake is that... No one's talking about the fact that Aubrey cannot grow his hair back the same way until Lord knows. <laughs> so, God, I, are you taking mm-hmm. a selfie? I was taking a picture just to see if I could put it next to this picture because this is wild. This is wild. But this is also why you need to imagine you had really done a side by side and that tweet went viral. And imagine you could put that on an auction block as your digital com- digital content. At this point, I can. You know how many people blew me up tonight talking about, can you just admit it's you? 
Can you please just admit it's you? It's not me. <laughs> Here I am thinking that I'm the one in the family who is a Drake stand, and all along, I mean, it was you, Agatha. Do you not see what's on my wall? Right there. I see Simba and Mufasa. Right next to Simba. I see a jersey. Next to that right there. That's the Drake Scorpion album and a vinyl. Oh my God. And I ordered the incense. Let the record show, but you didn't order your cousin. You know what? I'm not. I was going to go split there. it with you so good. I'm not going to go get. there with That's you. That's what you get. Good. Wait, the OVO incense or Drake's uh, World Peace? No, his OVO incense. No, boy, no. We want the World Peace one or World Better Change or whatever the hell he, whatever. It's slogan. all the same. I hate you. I know I wasn't paying $66 for no candle. Listen. That burns for 12 hours. What do you think? I can go straight to Home Sense and get a candle for $9.99 that will burn for two for, for for what is it? Like 84 hours. And you want me to pay $66 because Drake put a little owl on the candle? Man. That's the finances. And I well, we were talking a lot about cryptocurrency and like really trademarking ourselves on the digital space. And we're this conversation with NF. Tease is not done. I was just introduced to it a week ago. I've been researching it myself. Um, there's an excellent actually episode because we are, I don't know, we every time we think to talk about something, somebody else just says it to another level. So Joe Budden Podcast did actually do a great job explaining in episode 421 about NFTs and how to really understand how it can impact the music business. So I encourage everyone who's interested or any digital creator or content creator or artist to go check out that episode. But Sin. That's not me. Certified finance boy. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. How do you feel about your acquiring wealth? And I know this is a loaded question that might have to be explored in another episode. How do you feel like your grounding is? Or what your path is when creating more generational wealth or just more financial security for yourself and your future. I actually just got a financial advisor um, because I'm trying to now build myself and build. Now that I'm trying to build my brand, I'm trying to build Sin. Sinco. Sinco. Um, trying to make sure that I have a name for myself and things to pass down to my next generation. I I feel, and I feel that was another thing in 2020 that I actually had time now to really divulge in. Like, what does it mean to to invest in yourself, right? Before investing in myself was like, oh, let me get a new pair of Yeezys or like, let me have nice clothes. But, and this is not a, a, a plug, but now that, you know, I've been looking good and losing weight and all that, the clothes that I had before don't even fit. So it's like, I want something that's going to be a timeless classic, like myself, like me as me. So I've been learning a lot about the financial era and basically trying to grow a Roth IRAs and thinking about how to be trading and funding stocks and making sure that the things that I do now in this worldly era that I'm in are things that I can leave behind and, and have a legacy for whomever is to inherit that legacy, whether it be... Um, a bundle of joy. Um, a what? No, my wife is not getting my money. My child's getting my money. So wow. the bundle of joy. 
I'm leaving all my money to my unborn child so that when we do have children, whomever it is, God forbid, on my untimely death, something happens, she will get paid if my child so chooses to give her my money. That's it. Because ain't nobody going to be me for my money. I hear you wholeheartedly. I still question a lot, but I understand. But with that being said, is do you also find stake in life insurance? Yes, I also have life insurance. I did not think it was important because I was like, when I'm gone, don't care about y'all. Wow. I changed my mind. I told you I've educated myself on these things and I do have life. I think it's important that we... I think the things that we think about because the only thing that is certain in life is death. We need to be very cognizant of how we live the life we live. And for me, before it was like, what? What do I need life insurance for? I'm 20 something. I don't need life insurance. And now it's like, I'm going to have, I think it's, I mean, honestly, if I didn't have life insurance, it's a little bit selfish, you know? I'm going to have loved ones that are, gonna be here after i'm gone and it's not to say like they, they're gonna reap the benefits of of my death but at the same time it's like you know i care and i think, I think that that's a bigger thing is like do do you care i don't judge people who don't do it but i know that the reason that i'm doing it is because now i'm thinking more about other than myself and i think another thing is like once you have children and i mean i hear this all the time like we are living for ourselves right now but when you have kids you're living for your kids so i'm now starting to build because i know that i want to have children so i'm going to be i don't want to have to start when i have kids i want to be at a good place once i have them so that i can continue on with that and I think that's an important sentiment to say because with with dealing with li- thinking about the future and thinking about even death, even in your early or late twenties, I think with me, it's like life insurance was one of those things my mother always tried to like speak to me about, and I would kind of blow off. So I eventually signed up for it at, when I was working at a hospital in the area and started my life insurance policy so i didn't carry over but i actually did just get a newer policy because my salary increased by a little bit and i was like i'm almost in my 30s so i need to figure out what i'm gonna do myself but looking at the policy numbers getting it in your late 20s or early 20s versus getting it in your late 30s early 40s is insane especially if you want to get a considerable amount of insurance policy but also a lot of people don't realize you can borrow from your life insurance you can have life insurance policies that actually accumulate interest so you can use that money later on in your life or for retirement and I don't think we really are we were with me especially being a first generation American I kind of feel it's just an eye-opening experience to learn about all these options and all these avenues where I can take to gain financial security for myself, especially giving a grounding that I am first generation. So we're not coming from wealth. We're coming from immigrants who came to this country to gain leverage on getting equal pay or getting a, a salary that they could survive with their family on or just more job opportunities and learning more about 
how we can really progress in the United States of America, despite all the obstacles that's already ingrained in the system against us and using that to our knowledge to really just get footing. It's almost like, I feel like I'm too, always two steps behind because I was talking to a coworker about this and she was like, oh yeah, my, 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 my mother set up my life insurance policy. Like it was nothing. Like it was just like an average day. But like, that's not something that account. was, because the thing about it is that when our families came here, it wasn't like they came here for life insurance. They came here for, to ensure that they had a better life. Is that, and, and I feel like there's a certain type of weight that's on our shoulders because we're just, we, when our parents buy a house or when they buy a car or when they're able to pay their bills or put them on auto pay, that's their idea of wealth because we come from dirt roads. We come from shacks. We come from people squatting in houses and all, and, and just island life. But when we talk to other people who have, whose families have been in America for generation after generation, they have so much leverage in financial literacy than even our own. And we're just like, how, like, when did this even come into my consciousness that I could do this? Or just talking about buying three family houses. We live in a city where three family houses is one of the easiest ways to secure financial stability and financial wealth. So it's just like that conversation of growing up into this this country and getting even half of your foot in the door to pushing the door open and realizing that there's a whole hallway but i think that the other part that's really sad is that that's what we see as financial stability and financial wealth yeah because even that in itself is like i can't just just... paying the bills and surviving exactly okay so i can being able to even go to look for a house is a luxury that many people don't have yeah so there's even that double-edged sort of like now i'm saying oh financial stability so if i'm on and this is no shame to anybody but if i'm on like section eight does that mean now i can't be financially stable i'll never be financially stable because i'm never gonna own a house like if there's just things like that i'm not gonna own a car i'm actually looking at funding coming from the government as something that's helping benefit me so i think that there's another lens of like how do we even divulge into that realm of of stability right life insurance might be one thing but what if i can't afford a life insurance so now do i equate my own self off of what i can contribute because now i think that that we're even taking away from what life is and we're just that's it putting and that was the most difficult thing for me when i looked at the policies when i was 28 it's like do i want a million dollar policy is my life really worth a million dollars and the fact that i even had to ask my question it was one of the most confrontational questions of my pre-adulthood because i feel like you're not adult till you're 30 but that's another story for another day but yeah it's just it's just like creating all this knowledge around credit knowledge around investing knowledge around generational wealth and how we can accumulate that even working jobs that don't pay enough for us to have disposable incomes because the city of boston has crazy market rent and just looking at the lens in that real world aspect but listen i when there's a will there's a way and I do encourage everyone. There was actually an amazing article 
um, on Business Insider, and it starts as five financial mistakes millennials are making. And it gives you great advice on just how to look at your portfolio, look at your, whether it's investing, whether it's your 401k plan, this amazing podcast called Earn Your Leisure. They, I've been binging their podcast and learning so much that we can, we can't cover in an hour, but also listening to podcasts about more podcasts about, um, what was that book when we were younger? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. How everybody oh. read that book and learned like the five the secrets to financial success, and 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 just picking those up later on in life and revisiting them, and be like, wow, when I was twenty three, I did not I did not take anything away from this book that I should have, and now having the income or the financial no to even begin that process like you getting a financial advisor before you turn 30 that's breaking a generational curse yeah because our parents never had that option but is it a curse i think i you know it's wild because when people talk about being first generation we also need to realize when we go back home we are not broke like it's just i'm saying like a different ball game when people talk to me about certain things it's like yeah i can go to barbados tomorrow and not worry about none of that i think that it's saying that it's a generational curse is it's saying that our parents negated the choice to do this when when they were our age but that's the thing they didn't have that option like they did our parents did as well as they could with what they had Mm-hmm. Once we got to this point, because you're not coming from when you're coming from a small island like Barbados to America, you're thinking that, OK, I need to do as well as I can to send my children to school. I need to do as well as I can so I can buy this home so my children have somewhere to live. They're not thinking the way that Americans are thinking the way that the reason we feel the way that we feel is because we are actually Americans, unfortunately. And that is the American way. So I don't even think, I don't even think that it's like a a generational curse. I know a lot of people, that is an American generational curse. That might, yeah, I was going to say that might have an American generational curse. Rephrase it and say it's an American curse. Because like that's, that would be a curse that now if my children didn't do something, then, then yes, that's a generational curse. But my, my family, because, because I am first generation there's no technical curse. I am first generation. Number one, I create the mode. So now I'm building so that my children and my children's children and so on and so forth have these things. But I don't fault the ones that came before us because most of us came from immigrant parents who, who, who did as well as they could with what they had. They, they knew about 401ks because they worked their way to get a job, not because right. they knew the 401ks would bring them to fortune. Because even if you listen to your parents now, it's like, oh my God, had I known back then this was the case, I would have done this. And you do as well as you can with what you know. I feel like it's much more of like an American generational curse because even in Barbados, they probably would say a curse is like you have a plot of land and you didn't build a house yet. But you're not going to say that in America because in America, you just buy a house. You don't just you don't buy land and build houses. Right. And that's another thing, too. But listen, we can take that for another episode. Listen, y'all, the, to wrap this all up, our sentiments are learn your financial 
thumbprint. Learn what you can do with what you have. And I don't care if it's saving money for what I like to call a fuck you fund, where if your boss pisses you off one day, you know you have three months of wages saved up in your account and you can go look for another job and be like, you know what? I'm going to either quit today or I'm going to go down to part time because you really work in my last nerve and no currency is worth my life and my mental stability or my peace you can play with the stock market as much as we like to ha kiki a cash app cash app is really leveraging so that people who aren't really in like literate in the stock market or who can't really grasp like playing like buying and selling stocks or getting into stocks they're able to do it with a click of a button. And now I see people who are 17. I like the personality I follow on YouTube is 17 years old. She should me mad stuff about stocks and how to analyze stocks and walk to see how far, uh, how the trends are. And if I had known that rather than sh- focusing on who the fuck is in my boyfriend's likes, I would have hmm. been a millionaire. So okay. it's just, it's, it's okay. just, you know what? It's time hello uh, yes it's time it's, <laughs> yeah. time it's time thank you so much for coming we, we really enjoy because i know she didn't just say that um forgive her forgive mercy thank you it's facts though but all jokes aside do with what little you think you have is your wealth building never take any penny dollar or granted you never know what that one bill will bring you so on that note y'all keep your cups full your speakers loud and this man off your twitter because he doesn't look like me you need to go follow your nft i tweeted him you need to go follow your nft follow us on twitter y'all it's sin city 1591 and you can find me at tough act to follow y'all have a great week talk to y'all later i'm gonna play this motherfucker for y'all hey y'all get some more drinks going on i sound a whole lot better